Welcome, friend. This is part eight in our mini-sode series on apostolic Christ followers. Our focus today is apostolic DNA, the primacy or the priority of the word and teaching for just a few a few moments. Welcome to Jesus Smart, the podcast, episode 32. Glad you're here. The belief is that Jesus knows how life works best now and the future belongs to his kingdom. You can see the show notes page for this episode at JesusSmart.com. I'm drawing on a chapter called Apostolic Christianity in a book. The title is Spirit-Empowered Christianity in the 21st Century, Insights, Analysis, and Future Trends from World-Renowned Scholars. See, you can impress your friends over coffee by just sort of whipping out that title, just saying, hey, did you know I'm reading a book called Spirit-Empowered Christianity in the 21st Century, etc.? Impress your friends. Actually, the book is very accessible, very readable. You will enjoy it. It's on the show notes page, how you can actually purchase it. The general editor, Vincent Sinan, Dean Emeritus at Regent University School of Divinity. The particular chapter I'm drawing on again is Apostolic Christianity, written by Anders Gerdmar, Doctor of Theology, Dean of Theology, Professor of New Testament Exegesis at the Livitz or Livitz Ord Theological Seminary in Uppsala, Sweden. I know there's a a tiny bit of listening happening in Sweden to this podcast, so if if you want to feel free to tell me about the phonetic pronunciation of the name of that town, please do. I'm all for learning. But this book is readable, accessible, and uh, you can see the uh, show notes page for information on that. I want to encourage you to explore the first seven minisodes in this series on Apostolic Christ followers. There's actually a page where all the episodes can be found with players. You can just play them all right on that page as you see fit and little descriptions of those of those episodes. The DNA of the New Testament church is clearly apostolic Christianity, and we know that DNA contains information, genetic information, and instructions. This information, these instructions get turned on in the lifespan of the organism. And a quote from the book is that, listen, when the DNA is fully there in apostolic Christianity, Jesus is truly and powerfully manifested through the church, both the global and the local. Today, our focus is on apostolic scriptures and apostolic teaching. In Acts 2.42, there are these four pillars of apostolic Christianity mentioned. It says, Luke writes, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Those four elements, teaching, fellowship, koinonia relationship, the breaking of bread, which was a meal and the Eucharist, fellowship over food, great things happen over food, and to prayer, those four elements. So that's sort of a a kingdom cocktail, if you will, a, a chemistry of the early church, a kingdom alchemy that we can see in apostolic Christ following. And what the early apostles dedicated themselves to, we know from Acts 6, is prayer and the word. They would study the Hebrew scriptures and they devoted themselves to prayer. And and of course, they were doing it now with a fresh messianic understanding, which is Jesus. They were looking at the Hebrew scriptures through the grid of what they knew now by revelation and by experience concerning Jesus' life, his teachings, his modeling, his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. And they were also looking at these Hebrew scriptures with a 
shall we say, a pneumatological understanding. What is that? Well, another word you can whip out over coffee and impress your friends about. Did you know? Did you know that when we consider the pneumatological understanding of the scriptures? No, I'm just I'm just sort of kidding there. But pneuma is a word in the New Testament which simply means spirit, and pneumatological would be a study of the spirit or a hermeneutic or an understanding of the scriptures pneumatologically, giving due uh, diligence and due awareness of the Holy Spirit's uh, person and ministry. So they were studying the word, the Hebrew scriptures. They were devoting themselves to prayer. And what we see in Acts 2.42 actually eventually led to the New Testament scriptures, the apostles' teachings, and then they would start to write. And we know that over a period of several hundred years, there was the canonization of the New Testament to add to the Old Testament in our present Bible. So it led to the New Testament scriptures, and it also led to a sort of an embryo of what would become the creeds. For example, the Nicene Creed, a statement of belief that's widely used throughout church history and even to this day, and it was adopted in the city of Nicaea, in the First Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. Also, the Apostles' Creed, and there were other creeds. Their teachings eventuated into the inspired scriptures of the New Testament, and then sort of uh, this embryonic development of the creeds or rules of faith belief statements that anchored the early church in correct doctrine and correct belief. All of this teaching that we see in Acts, it's just a natural outflow of what Jesus said in Matthew 28, in the Great Commission, we understand it as, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And here it is, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And then we read in Jude 3, Jude, the brother of Jesus, right before the book of Revelation in the New Testament, he wrote later, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. Contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. You see, beginning with the conversion of Constantine in 312 or or 313 AD, and I'm putting conversion sort of in quotes, air quotes, because there's some controversy and some debate over was he authentically converted as a true disciple of Christ or not? Was it just a you know political religious move in the Roman Empire? But at any rate, beginning with that time period, the conversion of Constantine, practices, frankly, pagan practices begin to leach into the church and into the church's belief slowly over the centuries. There was this aggregation of other beliefs and practices throughout church history. So what we have to do is sort of leapfrog over all of that and get back to the early apostolic expression of the church. What was their practice? What was their ethic? How did they process their spirituality? What were their values? So here's a few takeaways. Just fully appreciate 
the primacy, the priority, and the value of the inspired scriptures. We're talking about what it means to be an apostolic Christ follower. So we prioritize the word and prayer as we follow Jesus, just as it says in Acts 2.42. They were devoting themselves to the word, the teaching. They were devoting themselves to prayer, to the breaking of bread, and and to fellowship. The word is in there. The teaching is in there. So we prioritize the word and prayer as we follow Jesus. And in doing so, what we do is we we anchor ourselves in truth. We anchor ourselves in that word that a lot of people struggle with, doctrine. It's actually a good word. It just simply means teaching, the teaching of Jesus, the teaching of the early apostles. Remember, though, that Jesus said in John 5, 39, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. But it's these, the scriptures themselves, that actually testify about me. So behind the study of scriptures is the person of the living word that the scriptures testify about. And the scriptures always point us towards a vital, living, organic relationship with Jesus Christ. And together, as in community, the community of faith, koinonia, we pursue and prioritize the person of Jesus Christ through the written word of Christ. Well, thanks, friend, for rating and reviewing and following this podcast on all the major podcast platforms. It helps others discover the podcast, see if it's a good fit for them, and it keeps you connected at the same time. You'll be pinged or notified on your podcast app when a new episode drops. You can also visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this episode. And you can leave thoughts and questions there. There's also a contact page. Let's prioritize the word. Let's pursue apostolic Christ following. And let's let's tap into one of those four pillars of the early church, the teaching, the word of God, and let's prioritize it. And guess what? It's my experience, and I'm no perfect person. I Sometimes I have good days and sometimes not so good days as I'm seeking to follow Jesus. I would rate myself as a, at best, an intermediate follower of Christ. Okay. I wanted to go from good to great to elite follower of Christ. That's my quest over my lifetime. But right now, some kind of an intermediate level. But I do know that when I prioritize the word, things work better. Things work in spite of myself. By accident, I fall into things. That's just my testimony. If you have a testimony, you let me know. You contact me or drop a comment on the show notes page. Okay. Remember, friend, as always, with Jesus, our horizon is brilliant. It's empowering. Make it a smart week, and all the best until next time.